another day, another breath, another surprise Wondering how in the world that I'm here still alive See if I took a little time to look over my life Twenty plus years of imperfections, my truth is a lie Sometimes my soul begins taking over and I admit it Liquid spirits that got me lifted, no holy in it Action spoken louder than words, diver in the vision And he still look beyond my flaws and keeping me living I don't know why he keep blessing me 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 I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why I don't know why he keep blessing me 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 I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why Nights are lonely and days are cold when you're alone So years of hurt turn into years of hurting souls Abusing emotion just to get him a portion of the love Potion without the love but with a lot of motion This one and that one little of that some of this Until this one and that one got what I thought I'm in line for Waiting hours and hours, days and days and things Getting the news that my negatives came back negative I don't know why he keep blessing me 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 I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why I don't know why he keep blessing me 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 Blessing me. I don't know why, I don't know why, I don't know why Many days I would ask myself, what do I live for? Insecurities plaguing my life over and over Living a life, dimming the light that I should shine for Maybe if I stop breathing, maybe my life will mean more But something tells me, pick up a pen, pick up a paper Pick up a mic and let your pain show them what you're made of Somebody out there need to know they're not the only one So it's the reason I kept you here, it's what you made for Now I know why you keep blessing me, now I know why why you keep blessing me? Now I know why you keep blessing me. Now I know why you keep blessing me. Now I know why. Now I know why. Now I know why. Now I know why you keep blessing me. 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 Now I know why. Now I know why. So I could bless you. So I could bless you. So I could bless you. And we're here for another episode of A Conscious Blend. Um, I have my homeboy with me. We go back grade school days, preschool, patent leather shoes and all of that. My boy, Chris J. Uh, singer, writer, all those dope things. So, Chris, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being, thank you for having me. And wow, like definitely the patent leather day. <laughs> Yo, as, as you said that, I had flashbacks of the school uniform and that kind of triggered me a little bit. <laughs> Man, I, I like, I missed the, the first two. Cause wait, were we around the time where kindergarten was wearing a uniform or were they uh, still, were they still able to wear it? I think they were still wearing their own clothes. I think by the time we reached to the upper grades, mm -hmm. then they had switched over to the uniform. Kindergarten still wearing uniform. Yeah. yeah. For them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First two years. Man. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So, I mean, I'm just the lowly person who's like hey i have this friend from grade school that like writes this dope music for tank and mr isley and you know all these cool people he kind of remembers me you know yikes not kind of <laughs> definitely not kind of super remember her <laughs> simone is somebody that is hard to forget like <laughs> <laughs> you don't forget Sim the Motivator at uh, all. 
So what you been up to, bro? I know you out in Cali doing your thing. Um, share with the listeners what you up to. Yeah, so I am uh, on my, this is my second, well, it's been two and a half years since I've moved to Cali from New York. Um, been working on a lot of different projects since I've been out here. The pandemic happened, though, and that shut a lot of things down that was supposed to happen. However, it was also kind of like a blessing in disguise because we were able to kind of like sit down and also focus on, well, like shift the focus. So it wasn't like a work stopped. Work kind of slowed down for a bit, but then like we were able to redirect. And so um, through this pandemic, I was, I released, I mean, well, one of the releases that did come out was planned before all of the shutdowns were going on. Uh, and that was the first single that I came out, came out with off of my project that's coming out. Um, sorry, and that's in too deep. Which is on all digital streaming platforms Thank right you. now. Everybody about, who is listening. I was about to say, say the name. Don't be afraid. <laughs> is, Put yourself out is, there. Oh no, nah, we we are not afraid. <laughs> this is Chris Chris Jackson in too deep. The number two. Uh and yeah, and then after that, um we we were figuring out what to do next and we were going through like different routes. Um there was um some other releases that that we put out, um, and that is, I've been working with this producer, Black Monday, um, out here, and he has been working on a project, and I've done some songs on that project. I mean, I've written majority of the song, co-written, I should say, rather, majority of the songs on there, but um, uh, I did uh, two solo songs on there, mm-hmm. um, and those are also out as well on all the, the platforms that's 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 called eve as well as church yeah and um so then we began to put out more stuff i shot a video i shot a video for the song eve which will be dropping in about two weeks i think um the video for that okay and um yeah and and thinking about and 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 we shot a video slash put together a video for the song church and that was like um interesting to to do all of this in the midst of like quarantine and having to stay indoors or whatever but like you know so the church video we we stayed indoors if you will but we um we we put together some clips (laughs) we put together some clips um that would like bring the visual to life and then um for the eve visual we actually did go outside and shoot it like gorilla style in the streets late at night like super super late at night i don't know if you hear those sirens behind me but it's super lit outside right now Kinda yeah i hear them sounding like new york <laughs> yo it'd be low flying helicopters and sirens every day every night out here wow but you know we thank god for his protection um yeah, yeah, yeah. so we did that and i can't wait for y'all to see that and then um we're dropping an ep i'm dropping an ep i should say it's the precursor to the album. But the album is done. It's it's done and ready to go. But um, the we just wanted to continue. We wanted to continue building buzz before we like put the whole project out there. So we're dropping four songs, and that's coming on October 9th. All right. Cool. Yeah. So you're actually you guys you're you're actually the first to hear this news. Hey um to actually get this date and to hear this news that the ep is coming out october 9th and it's called good morning all right yeah it's 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 great it's a ride i'm excited i'm excited for y'all to hear it all right cool so october 9th good morning chris j his new join is dropping sounds good sounds good yeah 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 so bro i know like we all you know grew up in church and music sounds a certain way you come from christian jamaican background just like myself so music mm-hmm. sounds a certain way church music supposed to sound a certain way parents were a bit shook even with kirk franklin mm-hmm. and then like you came along and straight up like flipped everything on its head well i feel you know <laughs> not in a bad way but you just like you just flipped it yeah i don't it I was don't, just like this is my this is my style yeah yeah pretty much um i 
growing up, I, I listened to a lot of music. You know, like, yeah, I listened yeah. to a lot, a lot of music, all types. And uh, my parents, they, if they had it their way, would have. I would have only been listening to gospel music, but a certain type of gospel. Like you said, like, you know, we were always taught that Christian music or gospel music was to have a certain sound. And if it didn't, then it was too worldly. <laughs> and um, I never, ever, 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 um, like, believed that. I never uh, adapted that thought process. It never sat right with me. And so even in church, like, growing up, um, and they, you know, grew up in a church where clapping in church was kind of a, not a thing. If you did, you know, they look at you crazy or, or, or like, you know, shun you or whatever. Just be like, yo, no clapping in church. And it's like, what? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Like, but we can go anywhere else and give our praise and, and whatever. But you can't do that here. It's quote unquote reverence. That makes, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. So, um, I would have this argument with my parents all the time, and they'd be like, that's not Christian music, that's not Christian music. And I'd be like, well, are you listening to the words? Are you listening to what they're saying? Like, you can't tell me that this is not Christian music if what I'm hearing is glorifying God. Yeah, so, like, you yeah. Know. Like, they're more caught and, up in the beat than with the actual lyrics. Right. And truth be told, that's what, like, it's, like those, those songs actually were the ones that kept me listening to wanting to hear more gospel music like you know what i'm saying i mean i do i do and did appreciate the the choir music all all facets of gospel um but my thing was like when kirk came out and his music got more progressively like you know uh uh current if you will i mean his, his music always sounded current to be honest but like it sounded more like crossover is, is the word i should use rather and um then you know you had uh other people would do it here and there splashes a bit but then after kirk to me the, the bigger one was yolanda and then mary mary even though yolanda um she she still like was still borderline safe tell me a lot of her music um didn't feel as hardcore as um you know mary and kirk or whatever however I used to hear the conversations of hers as well, but I never used to get the that's not Christian or that's not gospel music playing majority of her songs. Um, but either way, like that's that's where I um, would have that argument with my family and with other people as well who had that same issue, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I never, never agreed to that. And so growing up, you know, I, I kind of, continue to have a mind of my own like i mean and even still you know discovering myself and my talent my sound and everything or whatever i was just like if i'm gonna do this it's gonna be what i want to do how i want to do it how i choose to express myself you know what i'm saying like if that's not your cup of tea then it's not your cup of tea but i'm not going to stop and conform because you tell me that's not what, and, and it's not me trying to be subversive it's not me trying to be um uh, to specifically go against the grain or whatever. This is really just me um, giving off my reflection of yeah. you know what I feel, who I am, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, I feel that goes with anything. It's kind of like professions, you know, mm -hmm. growing up, it's safe professions, doctor, nurse, teacher, don't ask me how I became mm -hmm. one. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't, you can't be a lawyer because lawyers lie, you know, all these different yeah. types of things. So it's the same thing with music. It's like certain music is okay or it's all right for church service and other music is good for like cleaning, right? So growing up, mm -hmm. you, you listen to like Grace Thrillers, right? That was mm -hmm. good for mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That ironing oh. when everything washing and being ironed. Oh my gosh. You know, between, but... <laughs> between Grace Thrillers or... um. Oh man, what's the what's the name of that that family? Heritage Singers. Yes, there yes. you go. Ah. <laughs> oh man, it was right at the tip of my tongue when you took it. With. Thank yeah, you, thank you. I mean they have man. their place. I definitely, you know, could appreciate a good Heritage Singers or Grace Dillers from time to time. But, sure. You know, it's just the exposure of music. I think the same way how we have. Um, 
we we have an appreciation for reggae right like mm-hmm. old school ska um old school reggae barris dennis brown you know those types of guys you know and we still listen to like the modern dance hall your chronics your beanie man you know bounty killer those guys like everything has a place and i feel it's the same way for you know what's considered christian or um gospel music i know i'm not i'm not a big fan of hip-hop gospel gospel hip-hop i'm I'm not a big fan of it just personally it it works for other people i have some friends that really rock out to it so i know when your first joint came out it took me a little while um to get into it but then i was like yo like this joint i could rock this every day i'm actually quite upset because i went to play it in my car the other day i still have the cd like the actual cd and my new car does not have a cd player like oh, it's wow. it's just a dummy <laughs> slot and i was like uh-huh. yo y'all really played me <laughs> that sucks i hate that as well man because i'm still the person who buys cd i still buy cd yeah so yeah it sucks but you know what's funny my dad is, is so similar um not too long ago maybe like a month or two ago my father called me and he was playing one of the songs off of that no pressure mixtape the first mixtape mm-hmm. And, um, well, what's, what's crazy is like maybe two days before that, my sister sent me a video. She snuck of my father <laughs> in the driveway blasting, um, the CD. And I was like, what is going on? And she was like, um, your dad's out there, uh, blasting your music or whatever. And I was like, really? That's kind of weird. And he calls me and he's blasting the songs. Um, like two days later, he's at work and he's playing it and he's just like, yeah, man, I, I I've been listening to these these songs. They're pretty good, and I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, man. You know, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I, I brought up the whole you know reminders of like the conversation of like the beats and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, but you know, I'm listening to the words, and I remember when you used to say, listen to the words and stuff, and. Yeah, this is this is good, and I was like, "See, like, nice. it, it really, but it, it touched me that you know I could like retroactively even like look <laughs> back and, and and help them to you know yeah. open their eyes a bit, be more open, because my parents, man, they are not as they're they're amazing. They're they're definitely not as progressive as like other people. They're still very traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and not many things they are willing to have an open air to or understand mm-hmm. and you know that's fine that's you you let people be people but like it, it is what it is and they're amazing people and just the fact that little things like this that they can listen to the music and just be like yeah i kind of rock to this that to me shows like okay there's even in even in their age there's room for growth and not room for growth they're, they're growing rather yeah and you know opening up a bit so hey that's cool never too old yeah so i mean more than being a recording artist you are a writer mm-hmm. like how yeah. how did you get into that every time i listen to stronger mm-hmm. by tank i'm like oh man oh thanks that's actually one of my favorites that's what i appreciate my favorite joint. oh man i um I used to, well, I used to write all the time growing up. Like, I wrote my first song at, at seven. I remember, like, it was probably very bad, but <laughs> I remember that. But then I always, you know, figured that, you know, I always wanted to be an artist, um, but I never really thought of myself as a writer. And then chance encounter with um, some people who were like, you know, okay, they didn't see me as an artist yet but like the writer or i don't think they even saw me as an artist period but they did see something in me as a writer and so um they did help to develop my skill um but then after a while i i developed my own skills and i i um i honed into it i was able to continue on with that and so like i mean through that time i did get some um 
placements with some like very incredible artists that I look up to. Um, like you said, uh, Tank. My first placement was with Tony Braxton. And then um, I worked with some people overseas in London, in the UK. Um, and yeah, I did some a lot of work with some new artists. I did a lot of songs that ended up never seeing the light of day. Or some leaked and never officially released. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, chalk it up to the game. However, um, through that, I... I started to really like, you know, even though I was writing with a lot of people, working with a lot of people, I never gave up on my passion of wanting to be an artist. Never, ever gave up on that. And so, like, I started to, that's that's what, like, at one point, I just was like, yo, I have to, I felt the calling to, to do it. And so that's when I started to, like, really develop and hone it. And that's how the, the No Pressure mixtape birthed. And then from that, I, um, kept on I, I did the no chaser mixtape after that and it was crazy even through that like creating the no pressure mixtape i said like I, I felt like i manifested this like i said i wanted the next one to feel like a hip-hop show like the energy of like a hip-hop show on a record um and shortly after putting out the no pressure mixtape i went on tour for two years with uh push t right and like and through that, like, and I really feel like the way that happened, like, God really just, like, placed that, it, it, like, in a great time. The timing was perfect, the, the, you know what I'm saying? But God's timing is always perfect, right? So learned a lot through that. Um, I was able to, like, hone in on my skill even more and become even more well-rounded. And, yeah, so then after releasing the No Pressure mixtape, I started to dive a bit deeper and like start to write more. I didn't know where I was going with it or what I was going with it, but like I kept on um going and here we are with these songs that are coming out now finally. Nice. So I mean you are like the poster child, I would say, for following your dreams. I know from when we were younger, um, you were singing. You, your brothers, Kevin, Kirk, uh, Jackson jackson brothers jackson boys you guys were singing but like many of us it's like oh it's something that we did something our parents kind of encouraged but you guys you know especially you you took it to the next level like this is really something i'm going to pursue even in like moving out to cali you know that that's a big step how was your family like supportive with you know, with that, um, that decision. We're moving to Cali? Yeah. Way more supportive than I thought that they would be. Really? Oh my gosh. Yes. Because, uh, not for nothing, they weren't as supportive with the music at all. Like they, um, you know, being religious and growing up in church or whatever, they always felt like, you know, being in the entertainment industry was like the devil's playground. Mm -hmm. Um, and, Starting off, I wasn't necessarily doing, like, I wasn't writing gospel or working with gospel artists or whatever like that. Not that I didn't want to, it's just that it wasn't presented to me or it didn't happen. Um, and then, you know, it, it, it was a bit of a struggle because they didn't really understand the the process. It's not traditional, whereas you go to work, you clock in nine to five, you come in, you get money and everything or whatever. It was really, really, really a struggle. And um, they weren't really conditioned to, like, see somebody go for the dream. They, they, they're usually conditioned to, you get up, you go to work, you provide, you you know, you, you get a, a wife or a husband, uh, you have a family, and, and that's you know, it. rinse, repeat. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And that's it. And I, I don't think I ever really wanted that. Like, something in me, like, music was my passion for it long as I can remember. I used to say I wanted to be a doctor, and I did at one point, but music was all, like, if I if I was, I would always say, like, if um something happened where, like, I got a record deal when I was younger, right? I got a record deal, and I was a doctor or whatever, I'd give that up to be an artist. Are you mm. kidding me? In a heartbeat. So, yeah, I, um, they, when it came down to me making decision to move to L.A., which also was a hard decision for me, because I didn't necessarily like LA 
in the beginning. I didn't have the greatest experiences out here, to be honest. But um, over time, I started to eventually really, really love it. And, and I felt like the pull. And one of my friends actually uh, pushed me to move out here, too. But I really felt the like intense pull to move out here. And so when I said it to my parents that I was, uh, I believe I should move out here, they were like, wow, well, why? And I said, yeah, to pursue my music. And they were like, um, you know, what different out here could I do than in New York? I told them, you know, there's way more opportunity out here. There's way more work out here. And then they said, well, if they feel like that's, if I feel like that's what God is telling me to do, then I should go. And that was around the time of my birthday that year. So I think that was like, what, 2017, 16, maybe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, 2016, because I stalled on it. But either way, that was about, like, two weeks before my birthday. Um, so on my birthday, my mother and father gave me a present, and it was a book. And the book said Jump. And it was Steve Harvey's book, Jump. But it was, like, you know, talking about taking leaps of faith. Mm. And I was... Lord, I was like, my parents are giving me this. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not saying because for years they'd be like, when are you gonna like get a job? When are you gonna get a job? Like, when are you gonna get a real job? <laughs> yeah, all that. You know what I'm saying? And um, so yeah, moving out here, they were very, very supportive. Even when I go back and visit, they're like, yeah, that's great, and we're happy to see you. We miss you, but like, you gotta go back out there because you know you gotta go to the studio. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are telling me that I need to go to the studio? okay i guess i'm going to the studio that's cool i mean everybody in life i think wants that type of support whether it's from parents or a significant other you know you want to know that what you're doing other people are seeing it and are supporting you right like Mm -hmm. it's not just your grind but it's something that people actually believe that you're able to accomplish um, as well so a quick, it's funny because you mentioned Tony Braxton and I had a little fan moment like a couple, few weeks ago. I was listening to her new single, um, Do It. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, yo, this song is so dope. Yeah. And I tweeted it and she like responded. A word? Yeah. And I was like, yo, Tony Braxton oh, responded to my tweet. <laughs> that's fire. That's super fire. Now, she's really sweet. The times that I have encountered her, she has been amazing. And I don't really get starstruck much, but I was super starstruck with her <laughs> the first time. I was just like, I <laughs> And she, like, she came to the studio, and um, this was well after the song was recorded um, that, she, that I wrote for her. And she came, and they told her that I did it. And so she wanted to meet me. So I went to um, I went to go meet her. And she's talking to me. She gave me a hug. And and it was probably the hug that did it. Because I was like, I cannot believe that Tony Braxton is talking to me. Like, I'm a big fan of Tony, too. Is that, like, I, I have all of her albums. And, and like, I mean, I have um, a lot of people's albums. I have a lot of albums. But, like, I have every single Tony Braxton album, right? So for that to have been my first placement was something, like, special. And so, like... She's hugging me and she's like how she loves the song and and she's thinking of naming the album after the song, which she eventually did. But she's saying all this and my response to her was like, yeah, I, I wrote that song. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't think of anything else to say. Like, I, I was so upset and then she had to leave. And I was like, man, you suck. You really suck. Yeah, yeah that happens. But that's interesting. So an artist may not necessarily meet or know the individuals who write their songs? Yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. Oh. That happens all the time. A a lot of these, uh, a lot of the songs that were released, uh, a lot of of the songs I did meet, uh, I did meet them or I was there when they recorded it. Or I would, or I vocal produced them myself. Um, Tony, I did not vocal produce. Um, oh, you gotta break I, that down in layman's well, terms. Like, I, I, so um, I, I 
vocal producing, meaning um, helping them to record the song and getting the best, uh, getting the best vocal from them, producing the best vocal um, from them, so that you can, you know, have the best quality recording. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, and, and as well as you know, maybe suggesting harmonies or tell, uh, telling them to record again if they didn't do it correctly, or getting the best performance out of them rather. Um, and so I was not there. I wasn't involved in any, in any of the recording, but I did fly to LA a few times to go and do some um well I did fly out here to write more songs for her, but I came out here specifically to, to record backgrounds oh, okay. for the song. Um to re record it because they had to, they had made some changes. Um and then I was not there when Ron Isley recorded the song. Um I wasn't there when Tank recorded it but I knew that he was doing the song and I had met him because I was doing sessions in LA and every time I was doing sessions in LA, um, majority of the time the studio that I was was right next door to his studio. Like so he would hop into our room, I would hop into his room from time to time. Um but all cool. like a few of the other um artists that released stuff on I, I was there with or at least recorded them whether it was released or not. All right, so sw- switching gears a little bit, can we talk a lot about your music, your writing, your um artistry your new music coming around coming out um who who's chris j like if you had to describe yourself how how would you describe chris j a goofball i don't know i am um i agree with that (laughs) we were like five years old (laughs) yeah i you know i've come to terms with that i didn't really realize how much and i think because my you know, I, maybe my family used to kind of try to support that, but now can't. This is me. But now I, I'm. I am. I don't know. I. I don't know. I'm still learning and discovering new things about myself daily. I don't want to even say I'm complex because, like, I don't think I am. I think I'm. I don't know. I. I am. I am a great individual who is continuously on a path to discovering more greatness. That's who Chris Jackson is. That sounds um, good. That sounds real deep. <laughs> I love the response. <laughs> but like but like that's just that's just honestly what it is. And I'm I'm loving uh this I'm loving this journey that I feel like it's never ending. I feel like the more you live you can discover more about yourself. Discover what you like and what you don't like and and unlike you can unlock new characters to yourself, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you know that maybe you could cook something that you didn't, you know what I'm saying? Or you might not know that you made like sushi and you didn't try it before. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see, I'm talking a lot about food. Does that mean I'm hungry? I am also a very greedy individual, it seems. I, I, I wouldn't say that you're greedy, but I know that you appreciate a good meal. Appreciate some I, good snacks. I know people have sent you like some New York snacks. Some sour powers and you know stuff like that. God bless you all. (laughs) Like really send me the things that I just get. Like, oh man, God bless you all. (laughs) Because I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to return the favor. I don't really know what out here you can. I I mean, I've actually seen some cereal like that I haven't seen in New York before, and I was like, word, that's wild. Like I've never seen raisin bran crunch with. Vanilla almond. What? That is the bee's knees. I like. Yeah, it's incredible. They also have banana um, raisin grain crunch out here. I don't know if I've tried that one, but I no. Vanilla almond is. If I see that, I just go for it. I've also seen Sour Patch Kids cereal out here, and that's weird. That's scary. Yeah, That's like curious. a teacher's like, I, worst nightmare to have a kid in the class that had that for breakfast. Yo, <laughs> if I was a parent, I would never buy that in my household. Like, and I know when I was a child, like I, my, I used to always complain about like how we didn't have no, uh, we couldn't have um, Fruit Loops or yeah, like my parents never used to want to get Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles and the color color cereal. So they yeah, call yeah, it. yeah, because of all the dyes and look how it changed uh-huh. the, the milk color. Yeah. Which was the point for me. It's like, this is cool. Like, I want to eat that. <laughs> but, you know, now it's like, yeah, nah. I think I had um, 
Fruit Loops the other day, and I was like, ah, no. But Apple Jacks, I did have the other day, and I was like, yeah, man, this was great. I had this every day, but this was a great reminder of life back in the day when they, when it was all simple. Life is simple. So, so what's your favorite meal? Ah, oh, man, I, it varies in time. What is my favorite meal? Uh, I, I love a good salad. That sounds so corny, but I really love a good salad. Nah, that just sounds Especially, real LA-ish. Nah, because even in New York, I was doing that. I was on like a great salad tip, man. Like, I'll be the one who's at a restaurant, and I mean, I, maybe it's because like I'm afraid to get like bigger, like how I was at one point. Mm-hmm. But like, and that's something I need to pray about. Because <laughs> like every time I eat a like a cookie now, I'm just like, man, I just put like, ten pounds. <laughs> Body dysmorphia is a real thing. I know I'm rambling. I'm sorry. My favorite meal, um, like I said, I love a good salad, um, but I also love a good, like, whole fish, fried fish at that, like a mm. whole crispy fried fish or jerk chicken. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of those, but it's interesting yeah, no. you mentioned and maybe let's pick that up for a little bit like you said you were heavier when you were younger like when we were younger you were you were chunkier yeah you went on like this whole i am improving myself i'm doing this for me type journey you want to talk about that a little bit i definitely was on it that's yeah i did it for me man like at first i i for a second, I was doing it for acceptance. Um, and I was very to the point where, like, I would confine my workouts to, like, indoors or lock my in my room and do, like, little workouts here and there so that nobody could see me because I didn't want nobody to see me working out. Because um, I just, you know, I, I felt like if I went to the gym, people would laugh at me because I didn't know what I was doing or... Um, just was just you know wasn't able to lift a certain a certain pound or do a certain amount of rep, complete reps or whatever um but after a while i i was like man i'm not gonna progress unless i really like learn to love myself mm-hmm. and to do it for myself and not to uh gain the eyes and the ears of anybody else or whatever it's just really got to be for my own personal growth and development and really work on my confidence as well as that because like you know you can lose all the weight in the world but like you still dealing with like mentally still dealing with stuff from the past um that pertain to like insecurities with the weight or whatever and believe me that was me <laughs> um but you know i'm grateful for that because besides that it's just it just has so much more benefits of being healthy and you just want to be around, you know what I'm saying? You want yeah. to be able to enjoy life to the fullest, you know? Yeah. And that's not to say that you, huh? No, I was saying it, it's interesting because I almost feel as if what you're saying suggests that the mental could actually put more weight on us than the physical things that we put in our mouth. It absolutely can. I mean, like the physical thing plays the physical plays a huge part of it, for sure. But like the mental will, the mental can help to feed the physical, and that's the crazy part. Like, and we don't even realize it. Sometimes you you ever realize sometimes like you're eating and you're technically not really hungry, but you go to the fridge to go pick out a snack or something like yeah. that. And you will sit there and eat that drink, and you're just like, why am I even doing this? Right. As you continue to do it. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it, I think I, in those moments, it could be the mental being the physical. Like, and it's and it has the repercussions. And yeah. You got to kind of work on that. Like, I have those. I think I just did that the other day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that we got to, you know, something we go through it, but we got to grow through it mm-hmm. um, and learn, you know, take these lessons and really learn through it because that doesn't really help us in the long run, you know what I'm saying, to be a better version of ourselves. Like I said, it's all about unlocking new characters. And hopefully these characters are great. Yeah. I don't want to sound like I'm an advocate for schizophrenia. or No, but that's a, it's it's really a dope concept. I like it. Because like unlocking these 
different characters is just about unlocking different parts of who we are right so that sometimes certain parts stay locked away because you know your parents don't approve of it or somebody said something negative when you try to come out the last time so the singer in you stays hidden or the artist Mm -hmm. in you Mm -hmm. is only in the bedroom you know something like that so it's a really it's it's a good concept i appreciate it i like it i'm about to uh, write it down share it with my (laughs) with my students please do unlock the characters within i be wanting to like really like one of my main goals is to really like inspire and motivate people like i really really hope that my walk and my talk like inspires people and motivates people to want to do better and to follow their dreams i'm such an advocate for people to follow their dreams like what do you want to do with your life do it like not what your parents want you to do not what your whomever wants you to do mm-hmm. like, what do you want to do with your life what makes you happy be that person yeah you know, everybody will follow along afterwards and unapologetically be that person. Like, yeah. like, I'm learning to grasp the unapologetic aspect of it. But, like, you know, I'm almost there. And it's great. It is, it's more and more, it's just becoming greater and greater. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that's, that's dope. I don't even know what else to say to that because so mm-hmm. often we, we don't follow our dreams. I know there are things that I've wanted to do and I've put it off or didn't do it at all because, oh, I'm not sure what X, Y, and Z is going to think about it or how it's going to um, affect other things that I that I want to do. And there's something that I really, really, really have been wanting to do for a while and it, it kind of peaked. And then life happened and it went, started going downhill, but it's starting to appear again. I can't talk too much on it at this time, but I'm like, yo, if this joint works out, it's going to be really dope. And it's what I've been wanting to do. So, yeah. That's amazing. I really, really hope and pray that it like comes to pass for you. Like, because you deserve, like you super deserve it. Like, you work hard. You you are a very driven individual yourself. Like, and you're always advocating for. Um, you, you always you, you're so supportive. Like you're so supportive. Like, you you definitely deserve it, and I really really hope that everything that you put your hand on like explodes beyond your wildest imagination, including this podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, you know, so that that's really it. I'm like, yo, I rather I rather try it and fail at it than to never have done it and be like, dang, mm-hmm. I wish I had maybe at once just tried this, just done it, you know, really trying yeah. to live the life of of no regrets. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is, man. Like, really, no regrets. We are not like we are not our past. We are not our parents. We are not our you know, we are here to break generational curses. Yes. And that's really... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hearing a weird noise. <laughs> so, like, we're, we're here to do that. And, like, you know, it, the, the road ain't easy, man. But, like, we just have to be ourselves and to really realize that, you know, God loves us and knows who we are. He knows all his people. He knows us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there literally is nothing that we won't that we can do that he will that will make him stop loving us. Yeah. And the you know fact is is like for every person who may doubt what it is that we do or they're like, Oh, you ain't gonna be nothing, you're not gonna amount to anything, there's somebody who is rooting in our corner. There's somebody who's mm-hmm. like, Yo, you gonna be great at this. You know, and it's yeah. just for us to hear those those applauses louder than the discouragement to keep yeah. us going. And sometimes it means overlooking the parents, the cousins, the siblings, because they're the ones who are discouraging. 
and paying attention to who's behind, you know, the ones who are maybe a little further up in the bleachers, but who are really like for us and want to make sure that, um, you know, everything works out. Yeah. Super, 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 super snapple facts, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, bro, before we go, I have one final question for you. Um, yes, ma'am. What does a conscious blend mean to you? For me personally, it would probably be probably, wow, that's a tongue twister. I don't even know what word that was. It would be for me probably work and play. Like, take the time to do what you need to do. Like, and, and, have the faith while you're doing it, yes, but you need to because what faith with our words is dead. So, you know, <clears throat> do what you gotta do, really believe in yourself and go for it. Really, really put your all into it and work hard for what you believe in. But, like, make that work feel like play. Make it feel like, you know, and, and one of my friends, he, he, I got that from him kind of like, you know, he always used to say, My work is my play. And I was like, Man. Because at one time, even doing the music so much being in the studio every day, it started to feel like a job. It started to feel like work, and I started to hate it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't even want to listen to music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was clocking in and just coming in to, like, churn in another song that I probably don't give a damn about. But, like, I, I, when, and I started to see him say that, and it really struck a chord with me. And you have to, like, it taught me also, like, you have to take the time for yourself. You have to listen to your mentor. You have to listen to your brain. You have to really, really, like, listen to yourself and realize that you have to slow down. You have to breathe. You have to, you know, take vacations or whatever. Be guilt-free in in these processes to, like, to really, like, take care of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, you know, get back at it. So... Your blend is work and play. Put those and, two together. And, 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 you know, and faith. And faith. Work, yeah. play, faith. That's Chris J's word for us today. Not going to forget, your joints dropping on October 9th. October 9th. On all Good platforms. Morning. Good morning will be out on all platforms. So make sure yes. you check it out. I know um, in 2D with the number two, that's out yes. right now. You could as well also as Rocks find... at Your Window. Yes, I, I was listening to that earlier. Yep, yep. Um, you could still find No Chaser as well as No Pressure, right? Out? Yeah, yeah. Those are free that you can find on... They're not on digital streaming platforms, but you can like find it perhaps on YouTube or Google. <laughs> okay. them, but like you can look forward to uh the ep as you said this coming out and um the album doesn't have a date yet but it is coming shortly after right. sounds good chris thanks so much for spending some time with me taking time out of your busy schedule i know um you're a very busy man but i appreciate you chopping it up with me for a little bit you know it's I love and blessings always for you and i wish you nothing but the best in the future i appreciate that and i wish the same for you and abundance upon abundance upon abundance and just more like greatness towards you because you deserve it as i said and you are a queen and you deserve nothing less than such thank you thank you you are welcome
just love 